Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, new developments on a story we explored last month, the right to repair. Now, that movement just got a big boost as Apple has decided to loosen restrictions on repair parts and will soon allow consumers to repair their own phones and computers. That announcement comes just three months after the U.S. Federal Trade Commission voted unanimously to ramp up law enforcement against repair restrictions that prevent small businesses, workers, consumers, and even government employees from fixing their own products. Here are a couple of clips from the August meeting when the FTC commissioners made that decision. First, FTC Commission Chair Lena Khan. Companies routinely use a whole set of practices, including limiting the availability of parts and tools, using exclusionary designs and product decisions that make independent repairs less safe, and making assertions of patent and trademark rights that are unlawfully overbroad. These types of restrictions can significantly raise costs for consumers, stifle innovation, close off business opportunity for independent repair shops, create unnecessary electronic waste, delay timely repairs, and undermine resiliency. And former Commissioner Rohit Chopra said it became a much bigger concern because of the pandemic. Items such as computers and cell phones, already such an essential part of the lives of many, became a primary pathway to obtaining food, medicine, healthcare, education, and at times the only means of communication with loved ones. The nation started this school year with a vast laptop shortage. We were reportedly 5 million short at one point. The start to remote learning, already so astoundingly difficult, was worsened by unnecessary repair restrictions on refurbishing computers, leaving those students without one unable to learn. The business incentive for many makers of equipment and devices is to figure out how they can extract recurring revenue or to induce new purchases rather than allowing families and businesses to reap the benefits of an open and competitive repair market. Next, a report from CNET's Ian Schur on exactly what Apple is planning to do. Apple said that starting next year, it's going to allow normal people, you and me and anybody else, to repair our own iPhones, particularly the iPhone 12 and iPhone 13, and then expanding to Mac computers in a new program it calls self-service repairs. The idea itself seems pretty obvious, right? You break your device, you go to Apple, get the part, get the repair manual, do it yourself, all good. But up until now, Apple has been very tightly controlling of all of the different parts for its devices, the manuals for how to repair them, and the tools necessary, sometimes specialized tools, to actually make it all work. Apple will ask you first to read through the repair manual to make sure you're comfortable with everything necessary to do, and it'll tell you which tools you need to be able to do it and offer to sell you those tools. And that's certainly welcome news for our local DIY community, according to Chris Bennett, who's the interim treasurer and membership coordinator at Akron's Makerspace. Oh, it's absolutely a trend in the right direction. This this is a major step, a major victory for Right to Repair, um, for repair enthusiasts, device owners, um, and just just people in general. Um, you know, I would love to see other device manufacturers pick up uh, and follow this example. 
Have you ever personally tried to repair an Apple device? Have you ever like been brave enough to do that? I have not. Uh, not an Apple device. I've been an Android user ever since my poor Windows phone got discontinued. Um, but uh, both of my parents use Apple devices. I've not quite had the courage to try to repair theirs. I actually went out and bought myself a set of those like super small screwdrivers a few years ago because I was mm-hmm. I was bound and determined that I was going to open up my MacBook Pro and put in a new hard drive and I was going to do it and then at the last minute I totally chickened out. I was like <laughs> I was like no I I just don't even want to go there. I don't want to break it. Yeah, I, I've got a few of those sets floating around, and uh, uh, it's a, a guaranteed gift for the uh, the younger folks in my life. Um, you know, while it's a great step forward, it's not the end of the road by a long shot. So some of the concerns, you know, Apple still has control over the parts supply line, basically. So while, yeah, they're going to be selling these parts, in a way, it, it's a great benefit, but it's also a little bit of a threat to repair because without any sort of control, we're kind of at the whim of Apple to say, oh, no, you're, you know, this part is discontinued. We just won't sell it to you anymore. As well, you know, they still have the benefit of setting the prices on everything. Now, obviously, as a manufacturer, they're going to have that leeway anyway. But for the good that it is, it's a good first step. And it does kind of point the way maybe for some other manufacturers to kind of relent and give people a little bit more of a free hand with their own stuff? Yes, and that's part of what I hope other device manufacturers will step up to the plate. You know, just like with auto manufacturing and auto parts, you know, we can go and get OEM parts straight from the manufacturer for our vehicles. Um, and so it really it wants the question asked, why can't we do that with our digital devices? Particularly when we see companies like Framework Laptop has a fully user repairable fully user-serviceable laptop platform, Ultrabook laptop platform. And a few companies have tried that with phones. Typically, the devices end up being really bulky and just performance dogs. And part of that's funding and market capitalization and trying to compete with players like Apple and Samsung and Google. Yeah, I mean, you always could, if you were a PC user, you could always go in and tinker around or build your own laptop. It's just that Mm -hmm. when it comes to the devices that you carry around with yourself every day and you rely on constantly, there's just no way to take them apart. I was reading that with regard to at least some of the iPhones, not only do you need like the special little screwdrivers, but you'd have to either put them on like a heating pad or use a heat gun to loosen up the glue, which I don't know, Mm -hmm. I would not want to subject my phone to a heat gun. Those things are pretty hot and I'd be worried that I was going to just melt the whole thing. So I'm not sure that it's going to be all that easy, even if you do get the parts, right? Right. Yeah, there's still a lot of need for steady hand, skill, etc. And actually, one thing you mentioned there, as you were talking, it reminded me, you know, part of Apple's announcement here, part of this move is a little bit in response. I won't say it's in response because I'm not going to judge their motivations, but it, uh, it's hot on the heels of a lot of backlash they were getting from independent repair shops over the repairability, replaceability of the fingerprint scanner for biometric authentication onto the device. So the way that's connected up, there's a little auxiliary board that connects to the main circuit board inside the phone. 
And Apple has a signature keying process that happens in there. So if you were to replace that board, you have to rekey it to the main board. And independent repair shops don't have those tools because those are tightly controlled by Apple. You know, Apple service centers have that. So even beyond just using, you know, maybe unorthodox tools to break down glue or adhesives or fasteners, there's digital fasteners in there as well in the form of these keys. So, you know, kind of getting back to then people being able to repair their own, let's say, at least some models of iPhones, they're not starting with every one. And, you know, Mm -hmm. some models of their other hardware, uh, they can do those repairs. What about if people wanted to come down to the makerspace and try their hand at it? Do you think there's going to be people down there who will kind of be well-versed on it that could give them a little bit of a pointer on the best way to go? I know we do have some folks who are are interested in in repair and could help out with that. I'm certainly, you know, someone that that folks could shoot me an email and we can kind of swap strategies or or even talk about or or even just start building a network of enthusiasts about this. Show the other manufacturers and even government because we still need regulatory reform and, and new laws to support this work. But yeah, proving the market for that to say, yes, we, we want to do this stuff. We, we can do this. You know, we're not simpletons. We have the tools, we have the know-how, and we're going to share it. That was Chris Bennett from Akron Makerspace. To find out more about them and maybe learn how to repair your own devices, check them out now at akronmakerspace.org. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5 1590 WAKR and WAKR.net.